Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back or welcome if you're new to the Thank You for Laughing podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Shar. I am so happy and excited that you're here to laugh along with me. We are making light of life one episode at a time. And today I'm talking about one of my most asked about topics, which is balancing motherhood and everything else. Basically, this episode is going to be called How to Have Kids and Still Have a Life. I do not subscribe to the idea that once you have kids, your life is over. I believe that life is what you make it. And I believe that you have a lot more control over your life than you think you do. Obviously, we can't control everything, but you can control what you do with your time most of the time. So we're going to be talking about that today. First of all, if you're listening to this, please be sure to screenshot it. Give me a shout out on Instagram on your stories so that I know that you're listening. It's really hard for me to tell who listens to this or not. None of these platforms really tell me. I can see how many listens there are, but I don't know who's actually listening. So I would love it if you could um, give me a shout on Instagram, at ownyourbold, at thank you for laughing. Those are my two main accounts. And make sure that you rate this five stars on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, whatever you're using to listen to this. I would really appreciate it. So um, I have done multiple episodes about this topic, and I'm going to um, try to link them on my stories or... If you just want to scroll through, I believe this is episode 39 or 40 of the podcast, Um, but there are a few episodes about time management. Like I said, this is one of the main questions that I get is how I do it all. So just to give you a little background, if you're new here, I'm a single mom. My son um, is autistic and has ADHD, and um, I have been raising him pretty much on my own since he was a year and a half. That was when his dad and I broke up. We were engaged. Um, but I've been a single mom since then, and now he's about to be eight years old in a couple weeks. And so, um, for most of his life for the last six years, I have been six, seven years now. I don't know who knows. I can't do math, but I have been, um, basically the main, the primary caregiver, primary provider, all those things for my son. And I've still been able to work, have friends, go on dates, travel, um, read, do my side hustle, my projects like this, like the podcast. Um, I'm an influencer on Instagram. I kind of hate that word, but I guess that's what I am. Um, I guess I just don't like the connotation with it. Like same reason, like, I don't, I don't like the stereotypes of an influencer, a stereo, the stereotypes of a network marketer. Like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I'm different. I'm not, I'm not like the rest. Okay. I'm not like the other girls anyway. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I just do not subscribe to the idea that once you have kids, your life is over, that you can't do anything, that you can't have friends, that you can't date, that you can't have sex. There are Those are lies from the pit of hell still smelling like smoke. I believe that children can enhance your life if you let them. I believe that children don't take away from anything they add to your life and who you are as a person already, and they make you better, and they make your life better. And I don't believe that motherhood is as hard as people make it seem. I think that it is um, really terrible that people who have kids, obviously not all moms or parents are like this. So, you know, so don't be offended and triggered if this isn't you. But I really don't like when people go online and shit on their partners, shit on their kids, like basically make reels, make stories, 
posts, what have you, talking about how annoying their kids are, all the things that their kids do wrong, all these bad kids, things their kids are doing. I mean, I can't even imagine like being that kid and growing up and seeing what their parents said about them online to thousands of people. I just think that is absolutely terrible. Um, for that reason, number one, just like the trauma that's going to instill in your children. I don't like when people use their children to get views, to get likes by doing, you know, really terrible things to their kids. Like, you know, the TikToks that were going around where they were like leaving their kids in a dark room and playing scary sounds to get their reaction. Like don't use your toddler to get to, for a reaction video. I just think that is absolutely just disgusting. So, um, I have over the years, I've kind of had to decide and it changes all the time. Um, I've had to decide like how much of my son's life do I want to put on online? How much do I want to expose him to? How much do I want him out there? Um, because I do think, I mean, I love, it's no surprise. I love pictures. I love videos. I love documenting even before social media was even around. I'm an eighties baby. So I'm kind of old. When I was younger, we did not have the internet. We did not have social media. We did not have any of those things. Um, but I was always, since I was seven years old, since I was my son's age or maybe a little younger, I have been obsessed with taking pictures, taking videos, making scrapbooks, journals, diaries, all of those things. Um, I just love, love, love memories, memories and nostalgia. That's like a huge part of who I am. I'm the type of person that I love to keep cards. I love to keep, you know, all that little memorabilia, souvenirs, things like that. Um, and so that is just a part of who I am. And so once the internet came out and social media came out and I got on Instagram and all those things, and I was a blogger for a long time as well. Um, that was a way for me to document that stuff. And so that is, you know, really important to me, but I also have to decide how much of this do I want to put online? How much of it do I want to leave offline? And really like my son's, my son's happiness and mental health is always going to be number one for me above anything else or anyone else. So you know, for me, I really had to decide how much of him I want to put out there, how much do I want to share. Um, I don't always talk about the fact that he has special needs. I don't really think that that should be anyone else's business, but ours, but you know, for the sake of this episode, I'm talking about a little bit, but I mean, I just think that people have a lot of assumptions about me because I act like life is so fun and easy. And I think that people believe that, so like number one, People a lot of times think that my parents watch my son all the time because my parents live in Michigan and so do we. Um, my parents are retired. They live in Florida half the year, so they're not even here for most of the year. Um, when they are in Michigan, they um, go up north to their cabin almost every weekend. And um, so when they, when they do help with my son, which I'm very grateful for, they really only watch him um, a couple hours a couple times a week. Um, they do not watch them a lot. So, you know, that's number one. Um, when they're not, when my parents aren't around, I pay, I pay babysitters. I pay them 12, $15 an hour. A lot of them ask for 15 to 20, but I can't afford that much. So I usually pay less than that. Um, but yeah, so if I want to go on a date, if I want to go see my friends, if I'm working late, whatever it may be, and um, I don't have any other options, then I will pay babysitters. And that's pretty much it. My siblings don't live nearby. One of my siblings lives in Maine. The other one lives up north with his wife. And um, they don't help either. So I just think that there's a lot of assumptions when it comes to single moms who are doing it all. People just assume that other people are taking care of their kids all the time. That just hasn't been the case. For me, I have just 
never used my son as an excuse. I've never used him as an excuse for not being able to do anything. I've never let him stop me from doing anything. Um, if I couldn't find help, if I couldn't find someone to watch him, I brought him with me. Um, I've traveled with him. I take him everywhere. I take him to the store. Um, I do use a lot of delivery services nowadays, now that I can afford it. And now that like we have that technology and everything, um, I do a lot of Instacarting. I do a lot of door dashing. I do Kroger pickup. Um, Kroger is like our, our, <laughs> our grocery store chain around here, but you know, it's like Walmart pickup, things like that. And so um, I just do whatever is convenient for us and whatever is going to work and and I just figure it out. So I just think there's a lot of misconceptions about why I act and I say that like life and motherhood is not as hard as people make it. I think that people just assume that I must be spoiled or someone supporting me financially besides myself or something like that. I get very little child support. Um, you know, 99% of the time it's just me and Trey and I pay for everything and I'm the one watching him unless he's at school. So just because I'm not always showing him with me doesn't mean he's not with me. Um, and this is not to complain or to not be grateful for the help that I do have and the support that I do have because I could have none and I'm very, very grateful for what I have. And so I don't want anyone listening to this to, you know, who is helping me to be like, oh, wow, she's not grateful. That is not the case at all. I just want people to know that even though it does take a village and I have a village, it is not all on my village. Most of the time it's me because I am the parent and um, it's, it really irks me when people don't give me credit where credit is due. That's something that I have a really big problem with. I don't know if that's an Aries thing or a Leo thing, probably a Leo, probably my Leo moon. But um, I've worked really, really hard to get to where I'm at. I'm still working really hard. And it is just when people say like, oh, well, I don't have the help that you do. I don't have the support that you do. And meanwhile, they're a stay-at-home mom with a husband that makes a lot of money and they don't have to worry about the financial piece. Like, yes, of course, like be, I'm not saying being a stay-at-home mom is easy 24-7 or that it doesn't take work. But I personally believe, and I know that this is going to ruffle some feathers and I've said it before, I don't think that motherhood is as hard as people make it out to be. And I am someone who has a son that has special needs that most people don't have. So if I can say that, then, you know, I would challenge you to look at your life with a different perspective, maybe start a gratitude journal, maybe start looking at what you do have and the support that you do have. Um, and I also think that you have to look at your privilege and you have to look at the resources that you've been given, the family you were born into, the place, the place in the world that you were born into, all of those things. And I think that when women blame their kids for not having a life, you're first of all putting your power in your kids' hands, which you should not be doing because they're your child. You're the one who's in charge, right? And they are human. And obviously you're going to take their opinions and their needs and everything into account, but you get to decide, get to decide what to do with your time. 
And if you are listening to this, that means that you have a cell phone, you can afford your phone bill, you can afford your internet bill. And so you can probably afford to have a housekeeper once a week or once a month to help you with the cleaning. You can afford some kind of meal service to help you with the cooking. You can afford a nanny or a babysitter once in a while. Um, if you really look into those things, they usually don't cost as much as people think. And even if they do cost as much as you think, it is so worth it. And again, if you are listening to the sound of my voice, then you're probably not homeless, living on the street, struggling to keep the lights on, which I have been there. Um, so that is not a dig at anyone who, who is homeless because I was almost homeless and I did have my power and my water shut off a couple of times at one point. Um, so that's not like a dig at anybody. I'm just saying that more than likely, if you're listening to this, then you can't afford these things that I'm talking about and you just don't want to pay for them. And I don't know if it's that people just have like this sense of pride, like, oh, I can do it all. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to pay for someone to do something when I can do it myself. Um, or is it just, or again, maybe they think it's going to cost more than they think, or is it like because of COVID and you don't want like someone else in your house? I mean, I will say that like COVID is never going away. And again, this is, this is like another controversial thing, but I don't really care. COVID is never going away. It's always going to be here. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but like you can't put your life on hold because of COVID. I mean, it's almost, we're like two thirds, if not three quarters of the way through 20, 2022. So it's been like almost three years, right? Since the pandemic started, it's not going away. And I am not someone who, again, I, I'm not gonna put my life on hold because I have a child. I'm not gonna put my life on hold because of a pandemic. I'm not gonna put my life on hold for anything. And if someone is coming in to clean their house then they're probably gonna be safe and very, you know, clean <laughs> since they're coming in to clean. <laughs> so, you know, whether it's like, Okay, having a babysitter once a month for a few hours so like you and your partner can have a date night. And if you really want that babysitter to like be vaccinated and wear a mask and, you know, just watch your kids outside or whatever it may be, like there's ways to do things where you don't have to blame the pandemic, right? And here's the, the biggest, the biggest, um, I guess, I don't know, the biggest thing that might trigger people is that most of the time you're blaming things outside of yourself for these things that you don't want to do because you just don't want to do them. And you're trying to find a reason. You're trying to find someone or something to blame. I can't work out because I have kids. I can't go to the gym because there's COVID. I can't, you know, like really, or is there a way to do that and make it happen? Or do you just not want to do it? You know, it's like, you know, the people that say that they can't see you or hang out with you because they have kids, because there's COVID, you know, whether that's a friendship or a relationship or a dating experience, like there are ways to do it. Again, if you want to still social distance and wear masks and do stuff outside, you know, if you don't feel safe going to the gym, go for a walk outside, go for a run. If you know, if you have no one to watch your kids while you work out, do the workout with your kids. My son loves doing yoga with me. We go hiking together. Like we, like I just make it happen. And I think 
you know, I think feel and know that nine times out of 10, there is a way to make something happen if you really want it to happen. Um, you know, you're not going to lose 50 pounds by tomorrow, but you could lose 50 pounds this year if you created a plan and figured it out every day. And I think that people just don't want to figure it out. It's just easier to say, it's easier to blame it on someone or something else. And I am just not the type of person that blames anyone or anything else for anything. I take personal responsibility and I say, okay, you know, I want to do X, Y, and Z. How am I going to make that happen? It's not, oh, I can't make that happen. Or maybe I can, or I'm not sure. It's I'm going to make this happen. Now, how am I going to make it happen? And how you have kids and still have a life is you stop making excuses. And now this is not including people who, like I said, are homeless or close to homeless and like literally cannot spend a cent. Your bank account is negative. Your credit cards are maxed out. You can't afford to do anything. I'm not talking about people like that. I'm not talking about people who have six, eight, 10, 12, 14 kids. I'm not talking about people who, you know, have a newborn that was just born last week. Obviously those are specific situations. I'm talking about your average mom, whether she's a stay-at-home mom or a single mom or a married working mom, whatever she may be. I am talking to moms who are just your average mom. You have one or two kids, maybe even three, and you're trying to figure out how to have a life with your kids, okay? So here's the thing is you have to, number one, stop. I feel like I've said number one a bunch of times, or maybe I just said it in my head, but number one again. <laughs> Number one, A, one B, um, you need to stop making excuses. Okay. You need to look at yourself in your life and look at everything that you have. Be grateful for what you have. Look at the resources that you have and say, okay, I'm going to stop blaming everyone and everything else. And I'm going to ask myself, first of all, this thing that I want to do, do I really want to do it? Or am I just saying I want to do it? Am I just thinking I should do it because someone told me I should, or, you know, am I feeling pressure to do it? because of a different reason. Okay, if you actually wanna do this thing, then you need to figure out, okay, how can I do this? How can I stop making, making excuses and blaming my situation, which is a very normal situation. It is very normal to be a mom. I'm not saying you're abnormal if you're not a mom, okay? It's, it's also normal to not be a mom. But I mean, unless your kid has some kind of issue where, and again, like my son does have special needs, but still he doesn't, he doesn't have needs where like, I have to be on top of him 24 seven. Like, you know, right now he's like playing a game on his iPad or watching TV or something. I don't even know, but like, he's fine for a half hour, an hour, whatever it may be. Um, you know, some kids have like bigger issues where like they need constant care, you know, they may have like a physical disability or a physical illness or ailment where they need constant care and supervision, right? So like, obviously that's different, but I mean, to be a mom with kids where they're in, you know, pretty decent health, you're in pretty decent health, you make average money, you're an average mom, like that's normal. And so first of all, we need to stop feeling sorry for ourselves for being moms. We need to stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Being a mom is not the end of the world. Being a mom is not the worst thing that can happen. Being a mom is not the hardest thing that can happen. Like we really just need to stop with the pity parties 
surrounding being a mom and look at what you do have, what you're capable of, take personal responsibility, look at the resources that you have and really just, just, just stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like that's number one. Okay. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop making excuses. Be grateful for what you have and decide, okay, if this is something that I really want to do, how am I going to do it? Okay. So then it's, you know, if you need to take out a piece of paper, if you need to talk to someone in your life, whether it's a partner or a grandparent of the child or calling around to daycares, calling babysitters, asking around in your community, getting sitters numbers by word of mouth, going on Facebook, joining Facebook groups, care.com. I've done all of those things. Okay. You're going to say, okay, is this something that this thing that I want to do, is it something that I need my kid that I need supervision of my child for, or can my child do it with me? And then if you need someone to watch your kid while you do it, it's going through those resources, which we all have, because again, we all have access to the internet and our phones if we're listening to this and you're going to go through those resources and figure out, okay, so this thing that I want to do. So, okay, let's take two examples. Let's say one of them is working out. Okay. You can work out with your kids. You can. Again, you can go hiking with them, walking. You can do yoga at home. You can do a workout at home. You know, even if they're climbing all over you, like you can work out with your kids around. If you really don't want to, like if you want to go to the gym or you want to join, you know, like I do Orange Theory now, like if you want to do something like that, obviously you can't bring your kids. Some gyms have, I mean, I would look into this too. Some gyms do have childcare, so you can look at that. But, you know, if you want to do something where you really can't bring your kids, like, obviously, I'm not going to bring my kid on a date with me unless I'm really serious about the person. So, like, if I want to go on a date or if I want to go out to a bar with my friends, like, some things I can bring him with, like, with me when I go out with my friends. Like, if we're just going to dinner, if we're going, you know, to the beach or the park or whatever, like, I can bring him with me, right? But it's, like, if I'm doing something where, okay, obviously, if I'm, like, going out to the bar tonight with my friends or if I'm going on a date with someone that I don't know very well yet, like, I'm going to get a sitter for my kid. So have I gone through all my free resources, which for me, pretty much my parents are the only people that will watch them for free. So are my parents available? Yes or no? If not, I'm going to go through all those other resources. Okay. Is there, do I already have sitters in mind? Do I not have any sitters in mind? Do I not know anybody? Where can I find those people? I'm going to do my research. I'm going to talk to other moms. I'm going to do all of that. And then you get it on your calendar. You sign up for the thing. You book the date. You book whatever. And you do it. And you make it happen. Um, and again, if like COVID is a concern for you, you do it in a safe way. You do it outside. You wear masks. You social distance. You do whatever it is that you need to do. You take a COVID test. Whatever you need to do to feel safe. But there are ways to make these things happen. You can have a life while having kids. You can adjust your schedule. You can move things around. You can ask for help. You can hire help. Um, you know, and even if like there's things that you can't afford, there are resources for people that are in poverty. I've used them before. I've been on food stamps before. I've had Medicaid for me and my son. Like you can also do your research on that. If you're not sure, just Google it. Google is free. If you don't have access to a computer for some reason, if you're listening, listening to this in another way, go to the library. Libraries are free. Um, there are so many resources available to us. You just have to look for them. Yes, it does take time and energy, but then once you get into um, a groove and you know, okay, 
Like I have a whole list of babysitters that I can contact if I need help. Um, I know I have, there's like a specific Facebook group I can go to that has babysitters on it too. And then I was on care.com for like a month, but it's so freaking expensive. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like $45 for a month just to like be able to message sitters on there. It's, I, I just think it's insane. So I would say care.com would be like the last um, resource that you would use. Sometimes you can find deals online, like 30% off or whatever, or I think sometimes they have like a free trial, but I mean, if money is tight, I definitely would not recommend care.com. I know a lot of people that use it, but they can afford it. So if you can't afford it, then don't do it. Um, you know, and then it's like, if other things are overwhelming you like cleaning, hire someone to help you clean. I've paid one of my siblings before to help me clean. Um, I have other friends that I'll probably use at some point who have their own cleaning services. Um, and even if it's like once a month or once a week or once a year, even if it's just once in a while, when you feel like you need the extra help, have someone come over and clean, it's going to be what 20, 30, 40, 50, a hundred bucks. But like, how much is that going to take off your plate? How much better are you going to feel? How much more relaxed are you going to feel? You're going to be a better mom for your kids because you're not going to be as stressed out. You know, same with the food thing. Like, have you, have you tried HelloFresh? Have you tried Instacarting your groceries? Have you done, have you tried picking up your groceries and doing, you know, Kroger pickup or Walmart pickup, whatever it is that you have? Um, those are things you can do. And, and sometimes it does cost a little more than going in and spending three hours at the store with your kids, but it is worth it, right? Um, I just recently signed up for this, um, this meal subscription called Cook Unity because I don't have time to cook and I don't like to cook. And so um, I, I started the subscription to Cook Unity. I'm really excited to see how it is. I haven't received the meals yet, but um, the meals are already, they're already cooked. You just have to heat them up. They're cooked, they're fresh, they're not frozen. They last for like a week. Um, you can also freeze them if you don't think you're gonna finish them within the week. But yeah, it's just like a one person meal and you get to pick your meals in advance. They deliver them to you. And then those are my dinners for the week. Um, and it's just, it just makes, it's just going to make my life like so much easier. So like what, what is going to make your life better and easier for you? And like, what is stopping you from making it better and easier? Is it pride? Is it like, oh, well I need to be this martyr and I need to do it all on my own. or I'm not going to feel like a good enough mother or, you know, other people can't cook as well as me. Other people can't clean as well as me. Other people can't treat my kids as well as me. Well, so what? Like sometimes you just need that break. Like it's okay. And I just think that people are like way too hard on themselves when it comes to being a parent, when it comes to anything, like stop being so hard on yourself. I mean, kids don't need that much. They need love. They need food, water, shelter, sleep, you know, all the basic needs. They need love and fun and joy and affection. And if you're giving them all of those things then you're doing a great job, they don't need a super rigid schedule. They don't need zero screen time. They don't need to eat all organic. They don't need to, you know, be treated like a freaking employee, like they're kids, like let them be kids, let them play, let them jump and run and scream and get dirty, get messy, get hurt. Like let them learn on their own, let them learn things. You know, I let my son be super, super independent. I mean, most of the time I let him do whatever he wants within reason. Like, obviously I'm not going to let him have cake and ice cream for every meal. Um, so, you know, I try to like make sure he's eating a well-rounded diet. I try to make sure that he's getting time outside and time inside and time with me and time alone. I try to keep a balance, but I'm not super rigid. I don't want him to ever feel like stressed about being a kid and like put in this box and like everything has to be so structured, like just enjoy life, enjoy your life, let them enjoy their lives. Um, 
I mean, and, and, you know, I am blessed to be in a school district. I'm paying a lot of money to live in the school district that he's in, but I mean, his district is amazing. He's in a really great autism program. He's grown by leaps and bounds over the last couple of years. He gets a lot of assistance at, at school and, um, he learns so much at school and he's, he's gone all day and he's being educated all day. So then when he's at home, I really just let him relax and enjoy his life and, you know, draw. He loves to draw. He loves to read. He loves to make his videos and dance and sing and all of that. And I just let him be creative and play and have fun. And we go outside and we go to parks and we go on little trips. And um, he loves to travel. He loves the outdoors. He loves to see the world. So I just really think the bottom line is that people make it harder than on themselves than, than it needs to be. And I don't really know what the reason is because I'm just not that person, but I really think that we need to stop blaming our kids for not having a life. And we need to decide I'm still going to have a life. I'm going to have a well-rounded life and I'm going to have a full life and I'm still going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to incorporate my child in those things. And I'm going to make sure like, you know, I have my night routine that I do now where I relax and read and meditate and journal and I let him do it with me. And I do, you know, those things with him. And last night we had like such a great time reading and relaxing together before bed. And, uh, you know, you're setting such a great example for your kids when you take that time for yourself and you teach them to take that time for themselves too. And even when he was like three and four and like barely talking yet, because um, speech has been like one of his biggest issues, but he was always good at repeating things. Even if he couldn't think of them on his own and he couldn't, you know, process and put the words together on his own, he could repeat things really well. And so he would repeat affirmations with me before school. And I would teach him how to have positive self-talk, even, even from being a toddler. And so these are things that you can implement and you can do. And I just really encourage you to, you know, take personal responsibility for your life again and take, take, take the blame off everything else around you. And, you know, don't like beat yourself up about it, but just come to realize like, okay, this is my life. This isn't my kid's life. This isn't my spouse's life. This isn't COVID's life. This is my life. And I get to decide what I'm going to do with it. And I'm going to figure out a way to make these things happen that are important to me, no matter what it takes, no matter what it takes. And that's just kind of how I've had to be being a single mom, but also, um, I want to be that way. I want to be that way. I want to be able to have a full, enjoyable, fun life. And, um, and Trey and I have a really, just a really good life together. And so I hope this helped you. And I hope this was the kick in the pants that you needed to really take hold of your life and your goals and dreams. And um, even if that dream is just to have more peace, to have more joy um, and just enjoy your life, set boundaries, ask for help, hire help, pay for help, you know, just bite your lip and just hand over the card and get the help that you need because it is so worth it. And if you have a partner that is pressuring you to do everything and doesn't want you to get help, then that is another story entirely. And I suggest that you go to therapy. Um, but I think for the most part, if you have a healthy relationship with your partner, and if you don't have a partner, you don't have to worry about this. But if you have a healthy relationship with your partner, your partner is going to want you to be happy and your partner is going to want you to get the help that you need, including 
you know, maybe you do need to go to therapy just so someone else can tell you, Hey, like you need to be able to take care of yourself. And, um, that is, you know, I, I am also in therapy. That's another thing that I do for myself. I'm on antidepressants. I do everything that I can to have a healthy, happy life, um, for myself and for my son. And so that we can just keep on laughing through it and enjoying it because life is short. We only have so much time and we don't know how much time each of us has. And so it's super important that you don't, um, let this time pass you by, you know, how long has it been since COVID started? It's been years, right? How many years are you going to put your life on hold, put your friendships and relationships on hold, put your mental health on hold, your physical health, you know, all of those things, your goals and dreams and everything else that you want to do. Are you really going to put it on hold? Um, and life is always going to throw obstacles at you. There's always going to be something, you know, your kids are going to get older. They're going to keep needing new clothes because they're going to keep growing. They're going to keep having more and more activities and more gadgets, and it's going to cost more money. I mean, this is just the beginning, right? Of your kids' lives. So if you are not figuring this out now, it's going to be harder and harder to figure out later. You need to figure this out, have a schedule, have a plan, take control of your life figure it out. I know that you can do it. I love you. And I believe in you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. And thank you for laughing. Yeah.